there. Thanks for joining us. Today on What She Just Say, my mom and I talk about forgiveness, which is such a heavy topic that we had to split it up into two parts. So today, join us for part one. Hey, y'all there, internetters. What'd she just say? Today on what she just say, we will be talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness is such a heavy topic. Yeah, it's real heavy. What were we thinking? I don't know. I've been <laughs> up most of the night, I think. Just yeah. praying about, thinking about forgiveness and just the subject of forgiveness. is just a, It is a real heavy, heavy topic that, you know, we're called as his believers, well, really commanded as, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus commands us to forgive. You yeah. know, it is a hard thing. Our flesh definitely does not want to forgive. So no, it's a hard thing. does not. And I know I remember my grandma to babysit us and, well, mostly just me and my sisters. I don't, I guess my brother was there sometimes, but he was like four years older than us. So I don't know. I think he just was out fishing. I guess he's still, he's still <laughs> out fishing a lot. But I don't know really where he was, but we used to fight a lot. <laughs> you know, we were us girls. We were close in age. But I remember my grandma had the golden rule um, was always hung up in her house. And it was to, you know, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And that was just, you know, one of the things that she would always I just remember was just really big in her house, you know, and. Later on, I didn't know that that was really in the Bible. I just thought that was my grandma's rule. You know? <laughs> yeah, she made it up. Right. <laughs> but I think as a kid, it was way easier. It seemed like to forgive. Like you could just quickly forgive something and just, you know, let it go. Oh, yeah. And even being a teacher, when you are mediate, when you mediate between two kids who are fighting, you say, well, have you apologized? Have you forgiven each other yet? And they say no. And then they're just... They go to each other. They say, I'm sorry for doing this. They're like, that's okay. You want to play? Then that's it. That's the end of it. Yeah. And even now, like, you know, as an adult, like with, you know, I have a twin sister and like sometimes, you know, I know I push her buttons and she can push my, she's, we still kind of know which buttons to push and I can get mad at her. And, but I don't really ever still, I guess I go, I can resort back to being kids and I just, I, I can just forgive her easily. Yeah, and I she can usually forgive me easily. I mean, even this last time I was home, I kind of got mad at her <laughs> and yelled at her and felt bad about it. And so um, the next morning, you know, I had to tell her, you know, I'm sorry for getting upset, like it was silly. But sometimes I think just being around her, we can revert revert back to being kids, and you know what I mean. And yeah. just that simple forgiveness. Yeah, and like, but I'm I'm thankful that she's always, you know, if I say I'm sorry, like she she does forgive me and. And it's ho- I think it's harder to do as an adult, maybe, because I guess our pride more gets in the way. We don't yes. have as much pride, maybe, as a child. And I guess maybe that's why the Lord says we have to be his children, mm-hmm. you know, when we come into his kingdom. We have to be like a child. You know, our faith is big. And, you know, children, they believe easier, I yes. guess. And we're not as proud I guess. I don't know. We're more humble. Yeah. No. When you're an adult, you think that because you feel like you know everything. You've lived life. You are right about everything. So you, how could you be in the wrong? Yeah. But kids are constantly be t- being told that That's they are true. wrong and because they're yeah. learning. True. And I think that is, if you're not really teachable, then it's really hard to 
say, hey, I, you know, I am wrong. And yeah, but I always do want to be teachable and I don't want to be in a place where I, I wouldn't want to say that I wasn't wrong. Yeah. You know, and I know that I'm sure I've, you know, hurt people and not known that I've hurt them, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, you really can't. If you. If people don't say, then yeah. it's hard. It is sometimes hard. I mean, you can, you can know. I mean, sometimes the Holy Spirit will just convict you. Oh, I might have said something or done something to make, you know, this person upset or whatever. Yeah. Like I knew that I had yes. crossed the line with my yes. sister. Like I know shouldn't yell at her and say the things that I said. I mean, I knew that that was wrong. So I, you know, obviously knew to say, sorry, apologize for that. But, you know, sometimes we don't know sometimes, you know, because our feelings can get in the way. Some people, oh yeah, I'm a very sensitive person. I know that I'm probably too sensitive sometimes and overthink things or whatever. And so, um, but um, I really loved when I was, looking up a little bit about forgiveness. I had looked at this song. Garth Brooks has a song that he sang and in the the lyrics, it says it talks about an unforgiving heart. And it says we bury the hatchet, but leave the handle sticking out. We're always digging up things we should forget about when it comes to forgetting Baby, there ain't no doubt. We bury the hatchet, but leave the handle sticking out. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but I mean, isn't that so true? And I, I mean, we do that a lot of time because, because uh, you know, really originally burying the hatchet was like was a sign of like we're gonna have peace. You know, we're gonna bury this hatchet. Yeah, we're not gonna be we're not gonna be at we're war gonna... anymore. Yep. You know, that was really what burying the hatchet kind of stems from. And uh, D.L. Moody says, those who say they will forgive but can't forget, simply bury the hatchet but leave the handle out for immediate use. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that is really good. Yeah, I mean, but Jesus, you know, he, he he doesn't bury our sins and leave a little bit. Is it just say, yeah. I'm going to forgive a little bit of your sin and leave a little bit of it out so I can use it against you later. That's not what he does for us when he says that he forgives our our sins. No, he blots um, out all of our iniquity. Yeah. He says that as far as the East is to the West, you know, he's removed our sin that mm-hmm. far. So if you, I mean, there's a North and a South Pole, but there's no East and a West Pole. Yeah, that it I goes know of. forever. Yeah. It never ends. And so true Christ-like forgiveness, you know, it buries the hatchet completely. Mm-hmm. So to be completely buried is really to forgive someone. Yeah. And in Matthew 18, 21 through 22, you know, Peter is talking to the Lord about forgiving his brother. He says, then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And he says, up to seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Well, that's a lot of times. <laughs> and basically, you know, he's meaning really. There should never be a time where you really stop forgiving. Right. And like I said, I love that Psalm 103, 12. It says, as far as the East is from the West, so far has he removed our transgression from us. And Isaiah 38, 17 says, Lo, for my own welfare, I had great bitterness. It is you who has kept my soul from the pit of nothingness. 
for you have cast all my sins behind your back. I love mm, that. That is good. And Isaiah 44, 22, it says, I have wiped out your transgressions like a thick cloud and your sins like a heavy mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Mm. And then in Micah 7, 18 and 19, it says, Who is a God like you who pardons iniquity and passes over the re- rebellious acts of the remnant of his possession? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in unchanging love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. Yes, you will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. And then I know Corey Tim Boone, the lady that we both like, I uh, mm-hmm. love, she says, and don't put a, you know, we have to put a sign and that's next to that sea. Don't go fishing into that sea. You know, we like to fish to that sea and pull out those sins. Yeah. But when I was a kid and I would do something, you know, it was funny. My grandma, like, I know we would, always, I know we'd always say, I don't know why we would always tell my other sister, you know, that she was a fat hog. And I don't know You're why. You're so nice. I know. Kids are mean, but that's just one thing we'd always want to say to her. And so my grandma would make us write that like 500 times. Well, yes. And then she would just hang it up around her kitchen all around, you know. And then I think basically so then when my mom got home, we could, you know, she could see right. what we had done. But then she would threaten to call. If we kept it up, you know, she was going to call the preacher. Not then, the preacher. Yes, the preacher. <laughs> <laughs> and that would just make you say, oh, the preacher, you know, like the man of God was going to come look at this. You right. Know? And or she would make us sit. Different time back then. It was to clarify. <laughs> way different. Or she would make us sit. Like knee to knee and just like stare at each other. It was just funny. Then we just start laughing most of the time. And these were like our consequences for being mean to your sisters. Yeah, for being mean <laughs> to each other <laughs> or just for fighting. And then she would, and then, oh yeah. And I think because she probably just needed a nap, I would love the, the punishments that she would send us to our own. I, I those, those just cracked me up. It's like, Okay, now each of you are going to go into the room. You know, she had separate bedrooms and we'd have to go and sit and think about what we had done. But I really think that was just her time. To decompress a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's watching all these kids and she's like 80 something, you know, oh, she's yeah. probably tired. You need a nap. But I'm just thinking we never, I don't remember sitting and thinking about what I'd done. <laughs> You're thinking, when is this going to be over? No, I was jumping <laughs> on the bed and then no. I went. You're right. I was, I was a bad kid. You're, was you're right. Kid. You're right. What was and I then thinking? I was like running into the other room and trying to get my sisters. Hey, what are you doing? Let's of get course the you did. And then we ended up getting our Barbies and like playing with them is what I can remember. Or oh. And then we would just calm. I mean, but it was like we never stayed mad. Yeah. Me and my siblings, we really went at it. <laughs> yeah. We were toe to toe. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Pretty much. The life of an only child. Yeah, I can't know. relate. Sorry, I know. Sorry. No, it's okay. You mostly fought with me, and I won. So <laughs> yeah, it wasn't much of a fight. Yeah, <laughs> but but it just it is funny how we as kids can just forgive really easy, and yeah, you can forget why you're upset just yeah. so quickly. It's like, what were we fighting about again? I don't know. Exactly, because, I mean, her saying, go think about it, and it's like, I already forgot about it. I mean... Yeah, it wasn't even a big deal. And had she not have us hung that up, I probably would have never remembered. But that's the thing. It's like, we 
we nail, you know, to the cross, you know, Mm -hmm. it was nailed to the cross, all of our sins and they're forgiven. They're nailed there and we don't have to remember them anymore. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And I I like, cause the word in Greek for forgiveness, it means to send from oneself, to forsake, to hurl away, to put away, let alone disregard, put off. And it conveys the basic idea of an action which causes separation and refers to total detachment, total separation from a previous location or condition. It means to send forth or away from oneself. It refers to the act of putting something away or of laying it aside. And in the secular Greek, that word there initially conveyed the sense of to throw. And in one secular writing, it was like, let the pot drop. And from this Mm -hmm. earlier, I know it's funny, from this early literal use, the word came to mean leave or let go. And I like that because, you know, when we were, I I just think like a lot of times, even when I get an argument with dad or something, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll both just say, can you just let it go? Like, let's just let it go. Right. You know, and that's... Because we really like to harp. We do. And that's both sides. And I don't think just, that's just a woman thing. I think that's both of us sometimes just want to, we don't want to let it go because that is our pride. It's our sin self nature to not want to let things go. We feel justified and dignified because you have hurt me in this way. And now I'm going to hurt you right back. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need to feel this way that I feel. Yeah. We want to get, you know, revenge and retaliation. Our vengeful, sinful nature. Yes. And it. Forgiveness does not come naturally. No. And even for us, you know, we are supernaturally forgiven by God. You know, it takes an, a supernatural act. And in us, it is a supernatural thing yeah. for us to forgive. And I found this interesting when I was studying, looking this word up, that when missionaries in northern Alaska were translating the Bible into the language of the Eskimos, they discovered There was no word in that language for forgiveness. And after much patient listening, however, they discovered a word that means not being able to think about it anymore. And I found that very interesting. So not being able to think, not being able to think about it anymore. And I found that so interesting. Mm -hmm. So that word you was used throughout the translation to represent forgiveness was whatever word they used in the language to not think about it anymore. In the Eskimo language that... That was because God's promise. (laughs) Yeah. Because God's promise to repentant sinners is I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more, Mm. you know, from Jeremiah 31, 34. And all of this, I've found, I do a lot of word studies and I find a lot of this information off of precepts.austin.org, just so people can know. Um, I'm not just pulling this out of thin air. Yeah. Or my massive brain, because I do not have one. Um, <laughs> you have a brain. <laughs> not a massive, smart one. You are not the tin <laughs> man from The Wizard of Oz. Didn't he need a heart? That was... No. Oh, no. No, it was the scarecrow that needed the brain. Yeah, scarecrow. Yes. Yeah. But I don't really like that movie. It scares me. Sorry. But anyway. That's for another podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I really like that, that... That Greek word, I think it's af, af- me. Mm. However, you what say that. What she just said, I, I know, right? <laughs> af- 
I feel me. You feel me. You feel me. me. Yeah, no, I'm so sorry for all of you native Greek speakers. If you speakers. really have a good knowledge of that language, we apologize for yes, the botching of it. I do. I botch the, every language, even the English. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> basically, it means to send away and was used to indicate the legal payment or cancellation of a debt or the granting of a pardon. And it's used in scripture to refer to God's forgiveness of sin. Through the shedding of his own blood, Jesus Christ actually took the sins of the world upon his own head, as it were, and carried them an infinite distance away from where they could never return. That is the extent of forgiveness of our trespasses. And I love that because I think so many times we forget, you know, when when someone offends us, and mm-hmm. I think in the culture, especially yes. that we live in right now, the cancel culture and everyone with everything just offends us now. Like, oh, I'm so offended. Yeah. And if you are offended, then it's like, you're canceled. Yeah. Never again. Yeah. And that's, and that's really sad because even what within the church will even say, we, we will start hating a, cer- a certain really because they might be doing a certain sin and we start like person. Well, because of their sin and maybe they're like associated with this whole, what is that called? Like a group, mm-hmm. you know? So then we're like, Oh, well, I'm going to boycott this whole group. And I just hate the sin, which is good. We're to hate sin, but then it sometimes gets marred into hating that specific person. Right. You know, like if you're a Republican, then, Oh, I got to hate a Democrat. Because I don't believe, you know what I mean? Like it becomes yes. politics. And then we start looking at a person. Well, if you're a Democrat, well, I have to hate you because you don't have the same beliefs as me as a as a Republican. And it's like we stop seeing people as a living soul that God mm-hmm. has chosen to die on the cross for their sins to forgive. And then the gospel is right. lost yeah. because we are supposed to be spreading the gospel of peace and share the message of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And when we stop seeing them as a person that Christ died for and that wants to forgive their sins too, like he's forgiven us so freely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. then where's, you know, we haven't put on that armor of God and that the gospel is part of that yeah. the gospel of peace. Yep. And, and I think that's sad. And even within the church, when we get hurt a lot of times, you know, like friendly fire kind of yeah, from the people that are supposed to be our brothers and sisters and arms, we're supposed to be locking arms and, and sharing the gospel of peace to the world. And the world is looking at us, you know, they hold us at a higher standard mm-hmm. and they're calling us hypocrites because then the body, we can't even get along on the inside. Yeah. Which that is not what we are called to do. And it's like what you're saying is when we get hurt by people f- that are in the church, we're like, okay, then I'm not going to church anymore because church is just full of people that are rude and mean and judgy and la la la, whatever. Insert whatever offense was done to you here. Right. But the church is not a perfect place. The church Mm-mm. is a body of people that are sinners coming together to worship the savior who saved them from their sins. And yeah. And having to realize that we all still, he's still working out in each believer, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I try to, I was trying to think of that verse, Romans eight, where it talks about all things work to the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. 
But also, we love that that verse. But then you go down to 29, where it says that he's working those things out to conform us mm-hmm. into the image of Christ. So everything that happens to us, God is working it all out for for our good and for his glory, but it's also being used to conform us into mm-hmm. the image of Christ. And so not we're, none of us have arrived yet. Yeah. He's still working on me. Yeah. And and it is God. Mm-hmm. Is it I think it's Philippians 2 13 for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it's God who's working in us to do his good pleasure, mm-hmm. which is to forgive. He gives us that desire to want to forgive. And then he gives it, he enables us and gives us the power, you know, that supernatural power to forgive someone. Oh, yeah. Forgiveness is not something we can do of our own. Uh, true forgiveness, I should say. You can do fake forgiveness. But I really do believe true forgiveness cannot be done outside of Jesus. Because right. that's who that's who he is. He's a God of forgiveness. He's a God of reconciliation. Now it's time for today's What She Just Say quote of the day. <laughs> today's quote of the day is a quote by Amy Carmichael. She was a Irish Christian missionary in the late 1800s in India. If you want to know more about her, look her up. Here's the quote. There is only one way of victory over the bitterness and rage that comes naturally to us. To will what God wills brings peace. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. So I hope that you will align your will with his and that you can help bring victory over bitterness and rage in your life. So that the God of peace can rule and reign. Yep. In your life. Amen. Amen. Today's what she just say quote of the day <laughs> is from Corey Ten Boone. This is what the past is for. Every experience God gives us, every person he puts in our lives is the perfect preparation for the future that only he can see. Mm. And that's from her book, The Hiding Place. Oh, such a good book. It is a very good book. I encourage you to read it. It's about her life. And she was a woman who helped Jews escape um, some of the Nazi um, regime that would come in her village in... Holland, I think is where I she lived. So. Um, and then she herself and her family ended up in a concentration camp, but you should check her out. She's an amazing woman yep. um, and really had a strong faith in the Lord. Um, but yes, every, every person, you know, is not wasted in our life. You know, yep. God uses them. And even I think about Joseph, what God, what man intended for evil, God can use for good. That's so. right. Even if men are hurtful or yes. women are hurtful, God yeah. can use that for the good and the glory and the honor. Yes. For All things can work together. For good. true. That's true. To true make us that. more like him. Woohoo. That's right. And that's the goal, to be more like Jesus. Amen. What she just say? We hope you-
hope you enjoyed our show. Join us next Wednesday as we discuss forgiveness, part two. Make sure you follow our Instagram at what she just say or Twitter at underscore what she say. And for any topic ideas or questions you'd like for us to answer, please message our Facebook page. What she just say? Thanks again. You are loved. We'll see you next time.